Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So look at your friend, ask them, uh, how are you feeling this morning? And just have a conversation around the weather. Let's talk about the weather, Kidogo, icebreaker. How is the weather today? You know? <laughs> uh, so thank you for coming to church this morning. Thank now, tell your friend now. now. Tell the other one now. now. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. And I, I am very happy to come this day, this morning, uh, to church. It's always a great privilege uh, for me to stand in your presence and share the word of God as the Lord has spoken it to me. So keep praying for this nation of ours. I gave a prophetic word in the year 2020 and I think 70% of it has already been fulfilled from 2020, I say 2020 to this year, 2022. And, and so things are unfolding, all right? But we have to pray for the coming season. Um, uh, we all know in Kenya when we, when we are in the season of elections, uh, things happen, all right? For some reason, people don't want to hear what God has to say about the elections. And therefore, I have remained quiet about the elections, uh, but God is speaking. All right? God is speaking. But I'm not going to speak about elections. Uh, just pray for the nation. Pray that our foundation will remain uh, solid, that we will not crumble as a nation. In the coming days, in the coming years. Alright? Pray for the economic. I think I had prophesied about the economy of Kenya and the crisis that we are about to, uh, you know, I, I spoke that in 20, last year. And uh, we also, what is happening now, things will not get better. So we need to keep praying. Alright? Hello? Hello? But that is not the message for today. So be at peace. So today I want to teach from my book. Hallelujah. Amen. From my book. <laughs> if you don't have this book, please get one. Okay. I wrote it at a time of great distress in my life. Total, complete disaster. And the Lord put it in me to write the book and I just wrote it. Okay. So uh, out of this book... When I see it, I remember a lot of things that did not go right in my life, okay? So it's a reminder, and, and someone says that when you fall, when you are rising back, rise up, rise up with something in your hand. So in my greatest, uh, in my lowest moment in life, this is what I came up with, amen? And so I want to teach from one chapter of the book, and then you can get it. I came with just a few copies, and you can, you can get it from me. Tell your friend, the power of planning. Tell the other one, the power of planning. The greatest problem that from my own experiences that I have seen with many church people and many churches is the lack 
of planning. Lack of planning. In fact, if you work in churches or if you work with churches, you will begin to realize that the one thing that we know very well to plan is the service, Sunday service. But when it comes to anything else, we, uh, we do things in a very awkward, unplanned way. And therefore, we never grow as churches or as ministers or as children of God. Okay? And so today my aim is to try and help every one of us who doesn't plan and also help every one of us who does plan that plan is also biblical. Amen? Planning is of God. Because we have this thing about uh, when you ask a Christian what's your plan and they begin to give you words and things that are so spiritual that they, there is no plan, okay? Yet you're asking them what's the plan for your life and they begin to tell you God knows everything. And yes, God knows everything, but what do you know about what God knows? Okay? Planning. Now, God in his wisdom and in his power and in his greatness and in his majesty could have created the earth within a day, true or false. He would have said the first day, let the earth appear with everything in it. And the earth would have appeared with everything in it. But God in his greatness, in his power, in his wisdom, did not do that. He followed a plan. All right? So the first thing that he did was to develop a plan in his mind and when you look at the story of creation from the book of Genesis you begin to realize that God did not work at night it was part of the plan are we together he worked the first day and the second day and when you look at how he created the whole world and the universe he began by creating the most essential things first and the easiest things First. So the first day he said, let there be light. And there was light. Why? Because it is important to have light before you do or execute the plan that you're executing. He would have begun with, uh, with the oceans and the mountains, but he began with light. So he began with the easiest thing, and uh, the second day, the third day, and finished with the most complicated thing that he ever created, a human being. Are we together? God could not create us or could not create a human being the first day because the human being would have started asking questions. Why is it so dark? Where is the water? Where are there mountains? Where are the valleys? The complaining aspect of a human being is ingrained in us but that's not the topic now god plans tell your friend god plans, god plans. tell the other one god plans, god plans. So, should so should you tell them god plans, god plans. So, should you. so should you don't get married without a plan don't have kids without a plan don't go to school without a plan don't get a job without a plan 
Don't make money without a plan. Don't come to church without a plan. Don't read a book without a plan. Everything you do in this life, you must do with a plan. It must begin with a plan. Okay? Don't start a church without a plan. Don't start a ministry without a plan. Don't quit your job without a plan. Are we together? Because God is a planner and is the master planner. Now, there's a guy called Steve Covey and he's written a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I would like to encourage you to read that book if you haven't read it. It's a huge book. So it's not, uh, it's not like a book at Tutasoma Leo Malize. It's a huge book and it talks about the seven habits of the most effective people in the world. And Stephen Covey uh, was, a, um, he was an elder in a church. He was a Christian. Um, I think he was a Mormon or something. But he was so brilliant in his research. So he goes on and does research. How is it, and he asked this question, how is it that, uh, what are the habits of the most successful people in the world? So he talks to billionaires, he talks to CEOs, he talks to leaders of, of the world. And out of his research, and out of all the things that he asked these people, he came up with seven habits. Now there's another book called The Eighth Habit, all right? But in this one, he came up with seven habits that he observed in the most influential, most successful people. And I want to say this, that these habits of success are not just limited to the church and they are not limited to the world. They are open for everyone, okay? This habit that I am talking about planning is not just about the church. It's not about because you're a Christian. You, are, you can be a secular person, you can be an evil person, but you're planning and your plan works. Okay? So, he came up with seven habits, and one of the habits, because I don't want to tell you all of them, was the habit of seeing the end from the beginning. Seeing how things will end. Seeing the final picture. What is the final picture before we start? Okay? Now, church people, most of the times, what we do, we never sit to think through. Tell your friend, think through. Everyone say it, think through. Say it loud like you mean it, think through. Okay? So many of us never sit to think through things, to think through issues, to think through the best way forward. We never sit to do that. Okay? And many times we never see to actually come up with a plan in regards to our own lives. For example, why are Christians in the world today, and in this, maybe in this church, I don't know, why are we struggling to read our Bibles every day? Is it the devil? Because we love blaming the devil very quickly. You try to pray, you try to read your Bible, and you, you know, for example, you come to church on Sunday morning and you tell yourself, you know what, this week I will read the Bible. And I will read the Bible every day. Then you start on Monday, but then you don't keep going. Why? Lack of a plan. 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 You see, 
You don't just read the Bible. You don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm going to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I will do this. I will do that. No, you need to create what you call a reading plan. Okay? You read portions of scriptures. Hello? All right? Planning. What is planning? Write this one down. Planning is a process of thinking. Planning is a process of thinking. It is a process of thinking regarding the activities required. What activities are required to achieve a desired goal? Okay? Planning is the activity, the process of thinking regarding the activities required to achieve a desired goal. Activities required to achieve a desired goal. Now, as I speak this word, there are some of you, or maybe not in this room, who are thinking about Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans of a man, but the purposes of the Lord, <laughs> the will of the Lord gets fulfilled. You see, so I've come and I said, all right, guys, now you have to plan. And then someone says, hmm, many are the plans of a man. Many are the, in other words, what the Bible says, I can actually plan all these things and nothing will happen. Okay? And so what I respond to that is, let your plan be according to the purposes of God. Let your plan be in the will of God. Amen? Jeremiah 29, verse 11. What does the Bible say? For what? I know what? The plants. I do what? I have for? Okay? In other words, all of us on this earth and in this room are on a plan. God has set us on a plan. And this plan that God has set us on, he has led us. For example, you are not at VFIM by mistake. Okay? If you're walking in the will of God, Jesus led you to this church for such a time as this. Okay? Because the Lord knows the plans that he has for us. Now, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Why did God give us a brain? Why did God give us a brain to think, okay, to make decisions, all right? But why are we treating our brain as Christians like a robot, as if God is the one, you see this marionette? So God and a control, he robot, and to control, and to control, and to control, okay? Now what I'm trying to say is this, today in church you walk into a church and, and people are not thinking, and so the bishop comes and says, everyone take off your shoes. And so everyone takes off their shoes. And, and then he says, everyone begin to throw your legs up and down. And everyone begins to throw their legs up and down. And the bishop says, you don't do this, you are cast. So because you are afraid of being cast, you throw your legs the highest in the church. And then he says, now pick your seats and put them on your head. And everyone picks their seat and puts on their, on their head. 
and they says, now hold your seat on your head as you throw your, your legs up. And so everyone in the church is now throwing their legs up. Now these people, you walk into a church and you find these guys, they are professionals, they are chief executive officers, they are managers, they are creatives, they are influential people, but they are doing that kind of stuff in church. And then you ask yourself, why did God give us a brain? If we cannot think, well, how comes we leave our brains at the gates of the church? <laughs> now, you find, uh, you go to a church and, and uh, they're preaching faith, okay? The power of faith and a very powerful sermon. And then the, 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 you know, the pastor says, uh, how many of you want to drive your car? And everyone, of course, all of us want to drive. So he says, all of you stand up and begin to exercise the faith. Exercise the faith. Guru Mishagari. So everyone in the church. No, full grown men with suits and ties are there driving imaginary cars in the church running up and down. Then the pastor says, all right, all right. So everyone is reversing. Where, which churches do you guys go to? Hey, my friend, we, I've been to churches. And, and, and sometimes you look at them. Or for example, why would you as a, as, a, as a CEO, manager, whatever it is, you know, a bank, a bank professional, finance professional, why would you go to a church and become the gate man? You are at the gate, you are the one controlling traffic. And you see, this is the thing. You are trained, they say we are training you to serve, okay? So you're a professional Winnie in your line of work, you're brilliant, you're gifted, you're the top. Okay, in your organization. And then you come to church and I tell you now because George, I want to train you how to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. When the pilot was parking, when you gonna control Nini, parking Zamagari. Let's go, let's go. You're a full CEO. Why is that happening in the church? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Yet this person on Monday, they would never do that in their office. In their office, they are the guys. They are the ones, uh, the gates are getting open for them. But then they come to church and suddenly they have been taught that they are uh, to serve in parking lots and, and kuchagua mchele because there is a, an, an iruga. You know, iruga is a kizungu uh, imeenda. That uh, a party in the church. And so all their mamas are in the kitchen. They are exchanging this Mutele, you know, and the funny thing is, these people are so brilliant in what they do in their careers, but they have come to church to do this stuff. Okay? If you allow yourself to be that, you have no plan for your life. You have no idea what God has called you to do. Because I say, why can't the church hire security uh, companies to man the gates and control the parking? Why can't we hire people to come and cook? Are we together? And then have the CEOs and the leaders of different corporates come close to the pastor, come close to the leadership of the church and implement 
your wisdom for the growth of the church. Who are you serving at the gates while you have all the wisdom to, you have built a company from scratch, a multi-million company. Who are you serving at the gate? You have no plan for your life. Now the funny thing is that God, when God creates us, he created us different from animals because animals exist on instincts and reactions and behavior. Human beings can plan. Human beings can think. Human beings can sit and see the end from the beginning. We, and I, and I will tell you this, there are some of you that God has placed in so much wisdom, so much greatness, but the problem that you have is your lack of planning. In other words, what I'm saying is you are still waiting for God to move so that you move. And even when he moves, you have no plan of what to do with your life. The debate is not whether God has called you for greatness. That is not the debate. The debate is what are you doing about it? Where is your greatness? Where is, how are you starting your plan? How many in this room have a life plan, for example? Life plan. Where you say, in the next 10 years of my life, this is the plan I have. And not just like a plan, like an idea, I have this idea, I have this idea. You see, into something I called the shiny object syndrome. Shiny object syndrome is where you want to start projects every day. You have a new project. You have a new idea. Ki idea kimekushika. Unaanza kupanga, kupanga idea, you know, this is, the, this is what God is saying. And you see now the problem with us Christians, we always put God in there. In our shiny object syndromes. This week, uh, you find this person, they are talking about this idea because they've heard, they heard about it. And they talk about it and they even begin to say how they will implement it. Okay? Next week, you meet them. And you ask them, oh, how did that idea go? Ah, no, you know the Lord, uh, God in the block, Kiasi. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't push through with it. But now what I'm thinking about is, have you, ever, have you ever talked to someone who was on drugs? Have you ever talked to someone in drugs, who, who has been on drugs? Okay? That is what, how they behave. Okay? Now I'm not saying that we Christians are on drugs, but we are behaving as if we are high. Okay, with all these my projects and God has said and God has not said and God has started and God has... I'm like, eh, 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 relax, relax. So there is something I've observed in the, in, in the Christian world. Uh, spiritual depression. Okay, spiritual depression. This uh, spiritual depression is when someone attributes everything to the Holy Spirit. Everything to the Holy Spirit. Everything to God. Oh, the Holy Spirit told me today not to come to church. Oh, the Holy Spirit today is telling me we eat to gali. Oh, the Holy Spirit leo, ananaibia tuweza pika chapati na mboga. Lakini leo, sisikini kama ni kona breakthrough ya mboga. So the Holy Spirit asemi mboga. Anasema, tukaya tukule chapati na chai. The Holy Spirit, you see, spiritual depression, there, there is a friend. I had a friend some years back. 
and, and there, there's a reason why I'm sharing this story. And, and this guy, he was a brilliant man, brilliant guy, brilliant pastor, gifted, uh, wonderful uh, preacher. And I didn't know he was having trouble in his marriage of nine years. And so we met and we talked and we opened up as brothers and we, we talked. But then I began seeing a particular trend on his Facebook updates, WhatsApp statuses, and even in, in his general talk, okay? And he was so, he got so spiritual that he was scary. I don't know, you've met people who are so spiritual that they are scary. Like you are like, hey, Umsejo. Well, if you haven't, you will meet them. And so this guy became so spiritual. At that time, I didn't know anything to do with spiritual depression. And I thought the guy was becoming very close to the Lord. Hallelujah. And I said, wow, brother, the Lord has indeed met you. Okay? And then, kidogo, we are having a chat and we visit Kwake. And the guy goes into this spiritual stuff. Uh, now, I have nothing against uh, spiritual things. I'm spiritual, all right? But I know when to stop and when not to say anything, okay? I don't want to get myself into that whole thing. So, he speaks and speaks and speaks, and now he's having trouble with his marriage, and we talk about it. And then he begins to say, you know what? I am praying for my wife to die. And I'm like, what? You know, we were very high uh, spiritually climax, and then suddenly he says something, and I'm like, hmm? So I asked him, why, why are you praying? Because purpose is more important than marriage. What are these? You know, when, you, when people start getting into those things, they become philosophers. Okay? They talk a philosophy. This was a sober guy. And so I began to tell him, no, no, no. You know, you shouldn't pray for your wife to die, you should pray for your marriage to actually work or take a separation, like separate for a while and see if you guys can sort out uh, the problems. And he's like, no, even if we separate this woman, so she has to die. Ah. So, so I said, okay, okay. What if she is right in the eyes of God? What if she is praying before God and what if you pray and because she is right in the eyes of God those prayers that you're praying turn against you and you die and the guy said no I cannot die I cannot die the Lord is my strength he has called me to fulfill a purpose if I die, that purpose will not be fulfilled. And so he went into all these scriptures. You know, you can use the Bible for anything, even to revolutionize a country. No, Jehovah. Bible never to make up for anything. So he used the Bible to justify himself, justified himself. But I told him, come on, be my friend. If I was you, I would separate from her until we sort the issues, because there is always a way. Okay, it can work unless you want to kill each other, so I advised him. And he said, ah, kuna, no, 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 no. So, because I told him the truth, he locked me out of his life. And three weeks later, he was dead. Three weeks later. Dead. Someone calls me, 
because you are planning to take him to, uh, we are planning, I was planning with him to take him to another church, this guy now who is dead, to, so that he can serve in another church. And so a friend calls me and says, hey, what is this I'm seeing, Amuchi, a friend, what is this I'm seeing on, on Facebook? And I'm like, well, I was with him a few days ago, I, I don't think anything is wrong, but let me check. So I get into Facebook and there's all these people, you know, saying rest in peace, general, what, what. And I wept, and I cried, and I woke up. You know, I was asleep, when, and so I checked my phone, and I woke up. And, I, and first, I was angry at the wife, okay? You know, normally, Kawaida, the natural instinct is to say, the wife has killed him. You know, like, <laughs> so that was my first reaction. How can, how can she do this, you know? Now, I knew the wife, but we weren't interacting much, so I called her, and I said, "What is this?" And and she told me, "Atamimi pasi, I am on my way there. I don't know. I, I know it's true. Uh, what you've heard is true, but I'm on my way there." So I asked her, "What do you mean you're on your way there?" I can be no, no, no. Me nilitoka uko wikitatu three weeks ago nilitoka uko, because I saw this guy benyanaenda utasumbua. I might end up losing my life. So it became a huge story. And so I was like, ah, okay. So I went out to his home, met the wife. And she, uh, so he wanted, she wanted to speak to someone. So when she saw me, she was like, yeah, let me talk to you. She spoke for four hours. Four hours. Four hours of pain. Four hours of confusion. Four hours of expressing all her confusion. She was telling me, Pasi, I married a pastor. But this guy now, I don't know what he became. He felt like he was God. Spiritual? Depression. Be very careful, my friends. So whatever you're planning, whether it's your friends or whoever it is that you want to have in your life, be very careful. You may have someone who is depressed and they're expressing their depression spiritually. Dishing out of prophecies everywhere. Prophecies. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Oh, the Lord is telling me. The Lord is... Let me tell you, even Isaiah did not prophesy every day. Isaiah has only 66 prophecies, okay? And is referred to as a major prophet. Plan your life. And even as you plan it, know who you're planning it with. <laughs> planning, planning. Now, that's the problem with church. Now, you go to tell this person, you need a plan, and he spiritualizes everything. He spiritualizes everything. You tell your husband, oh, you need a plan uh, to either get a job or, or uh, get some money to do this, and he spiritualizes everything. You tell your wife, you know what, you need a plan, and, and suddenly... Spiritual. God knows my plan. God is my helper. God is my shield. God. Yeah, we all we know that. Okay, we know. But let's stop projecting the Bible towards other people. Okay, and and projecting our spirituality. Ah, uh, you so you say. Oh, we have a church growth plan. Okay, let's create a church growth plan. Oh, the Lord is the one who fills the numbers. Hallelujah. It is okay, it is true, all right? But even when Jesus Christ came, what was his plan? He picked 
12 people. Because he knew he needed a plan for the growth. Even Jesus Christ himself, sometimes he had 12 members, sometimes he had 70, sometimes he had 5,000. When he was holding revival meetings, 5,000 people would come. When he was holding church service, 12 people would come. But he had a plan. Okay? There are four types of plans. Number one, andika yo. Number one, operational planning. Operational planning. Okay? This is planning about how things need to happen. Okay? Planning about how things need to happen. So you ask a young person, what's your plan for life? Um, I'm going to get to college and then, um, you know, then to know when you end are we together? You see, when we, we see, we don't live life visionless. Tell your friend, don't have a visionless life. What is your vision? What is your plan? What do you see? Where do you see yourself 25 years from now? Now, I'm not saying that your plan is cast on stone and that it will work. I am saying have one, it might work. Okay? Operational planning. A plan about how things need to happen. How do we need to do things? Number two, strategic planning. Plan on why things need to happen. Why do you come to church every Sunday? Why do you want new friends in your life? Why do you want to kick out some people from your life? Why are you here this morning? If you have not defined why you are here this morning, you will end up coming to church and sleeping through the entire sermon. Because you did not come here for the service, you came here for something else. What is your plan? Number three, tactical planning. Tactical planning. Breaking down a long plan into smaller short-term plans. For example, you have a five-year plan and you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to do this for, five, for the next five years, this is my plan. But then you have the tactical planning where you say, for me to be there five years, every three months, I must do one, two, three. I must do this. I must do this. These are steps. Okay? God, in the book of Genesis, we go back again. He saw the whole plan. He saw the end of the world. He saw what he wanted. And then he divided that plan into smaller short-term plans that we call days. First day, created light. Second day, created this. Such that by the seventh day, when he was resting, everything was done. So have a plan. Five-year plan, at least. If companies and organizations plan for their five-year goals, if the nation of Kenya plans for our five-year goal, in August, we are going to put a plan in place for the next five years. If we plan for that, why can't you do it for your own personal life? All right? And then number, number four plan is contingency plan. Contingency plan. This is a plan to respond to an event that may or may not happen. This is almost like plan B, okay? 
if this doesn't go to plan, what is my contingency? What is my other plan? Okay, plan B, plan C, plan D. What is the contingency? If you say, for example, we say uh, as VFIM, we gather today and we want to do outreach uh, into Kitengela town today, this Sunday. So we give you flyers and we tell you go stop, uh, give them to buses, to whoever. When we plan that, okay, so we plan how it needs to happen, we plan why it needs to happen, we break it down into smaller areas, and then we have to come up with a contingency plan. What if it does not work? What if all of us twende kitengela to shikwe na kanjo? It's a possibility. And everyone akondani, mulienda kupeana flyers, munajibana samu napeana flyers, uko kwa what is a contingency plan for that? It's a possibility. Tumewai shikwa, when, you know, in town, you're giving flyers. This is serious. You're giving flyers in the city and then uh, someone comes and says, onipatia moja, unampatia, anaangalia na kwambia You are distributing materials illegally. Tuenda kazi. Mnajibada ndani, you go speaking in tongues, tukopa moja. But you know tongues will not get you out of that place. All right? <laughs> so, muko hapo, oh Jesus, Jesus. Jamana kwambi it is okay ada si tumeokoka tunafanya kazi ye So you have to have a contingency so by the time we realized that the flyers need to be stamped okay we had already suffered struggled prayed and finally tukachapwa fine tukalipa fine tukapeleka mpaka court and and you know we didn't have the contingency plan today if i go i will know that i need to have some important stamps that you pay for Okay? <laughs> Plan. You see, we think ministry is everything. Now, this is the thing. Even God, there are some situations he will not deliver you from. Only your plan can. And, and this, this is what I mean. We are in Kajiado County. If a lion walked through that door, okay, there's a high possibility because of where we are. <laughs> Two lions walk. Okay. How many of you would remain here? Saying, Jesus, save my soul. Or shut the mouth, okay? You, I shut your mouth in the name of Jesus. I shut your mouth in the name of Jesus. I draw the power of Daniel. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Unanda kuleta the power of Daniel. <laughs> To shut the, the, the lion's mouth. <laughs> My friend, two lions walk through that door. I will leave you shutting their mouths and run through this door. Are we together? Then I will give a testimony. Did you see how the Lord saved me? He opened a door for me there. There was a door here, so I ran. Where were the back in a testimony? Hey, Mimi ni niuma, okay. <laughs> Plan. Are we together? Now, compared to this other analogy, a lion walks in, okay, and there is no door for your escape. All right? Now, there is a possibility for you actually and for God to shut the lion's mouth. Because there's no other way of escape. 
<laughs> but if there is a way of escape, and you see, this is the problem that we have with believers, okay? And, and I want to be very pole pole, very nicely, because now sana, hallelujah. You are praying for something, maybe financial breakthrough or something, and God has already given you a way out, but you're still praying to find out whether this way out is of God. So a lion walks in through that door, and I start praying, God, is it your will for me to escape through here, or is it my time to die? Now that is the kind of situation we are finding ourselves in. <laughs> God, is, it, is this the way? Is it your will, Father? The door is open, yes. But this lion, God, what is it that you desire of me? Wacha nikuambie, mimi wacha nitajulia wapi? Nikiwa inje, I will now, hapo nitajua kama, it was his plan to kill me through a lion, or not. But I'm out. Plan. You see, when you plan, I'm not saying it's cast on stone, that it will, it will work, but a plan gives you options. If this doesn't work, I can do this. If this doesn't work, I can do this. If this doesn't work, I can do this. If I start this business and it's not succeeding, what else can I do? Sell newspaper. Sell something. Make money. Don't allow yourself to sit and get depressed and start spiritualizing everything. You are spiritualizing Bakawa Toto. Plan. <laughs> now, when I talk about plan, I'm not talking about planning uh, in your mind to kind of idea. I have this idea. No. I'm actually saying don't just entertain ideas, then kick them out. Sit down with that idea. See how this idea can, can have life. Okay? You breathe life into it. Because a plan comes from an idea. See how, so I have this idea, for example. How can I breathe life into this idea? Okay? Now, uh, imagine at the end of life, when you are dying, maybe 90, 95, and then you're on the other side of life, and you're walking on the streets of gold. Hallelujah. And maybe you're being led to your house in heaven. And then you see all these uh, little things, like kids, but they're not kids. They look mature, they don't look mature, okay? They're all running to you. And, and in, their na in their forehead are their names, okay? And, and this one is uh, written books. This one is written songs. This one is written uh, a business Yakuza Nyama, for example. This one is written, you see, they all come to you. And then they tell you, we are all ideas that came to you while you are on earth, but you never gave us life. If, if you gave me life, you would have reached the entire world. But because you never breathed life into me, now we are stuck here. The other of this kind of business comes and says, if you started this business, you would have educated your kids and your kids would have gone on to become great people and influence in the world but you never gave me life 
And then you're surrounded by all these ideas and they're all complaining about you and they're all telling you how much you failed. At that moment, you're walking towards your house. So you get to your house and you realize your house is in the foundation, then it's back half. Okay, so only half. Come on, you church when you go to You remember, we had one wall, okay? You remember that? And then imagine back there we still have one wall. And then another idea comes and says, if you did that, you would have finished this house. Now here we are stuck together in an incomplete house in heaven. Tell your friend, plan. You know, there's this guy uh, who died, uh, sorry, the wife died in South Korea. And, and the guy was so hurt, okay? It, it usually said, psychologists say that the loss of a spouse is the most painful, okay? lost to death so this guy loses his wife and cries and cries for months weeping uh, you know asking God to bring the wife back he actually refused to bury the wife believing that he can pray her back to life so you know in South Korea they have these prayer mountains and so the guy goes to one of the prayer mountains and and stays there for I think two months praying and praying for the wife to come back finally the guy gets a heart attack and dies and goes to heaven and meets Jesus and the wife. And the wife says to the man, why are you, leave me alone. And the guy is like, huh? Yes, I am very much happy in heaven. Please leave me alone. Okay? So, uh, but come, come see my house. So they are taken for a tour in heaven by Jesus. And the guy goes and sees the wife's house. Beautiful house. Specific to what she desired while on earth. And now uh, Jesus tells him, okay, come, let me take you to your house. And so they go and, they, and he finds the house. Yake is still in a chimbo. You see, like, bad foundation in a chimbo. And so Jesus tells him, go back to earth. Stop mourning and weeping for your wife. She has complete, completed her task. Go and complete yours. When you complete yours, everything here will be completed. So the guy comes back to earth, okay? Suspends his fasting, starts eating, and gets into ministry to fulfill his call. This is a true story. It's not some things who could It's a true story. So in other words, God had a plan for the wife and they had a plan for the husband. There was a time they were to fulfill the plan, both of them. And there was a time the man was supposed to fulfill on his own. God has a what? A plan. Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. What brings people to poverty? Haste. Haste. Kuharakisha vitu. Tell your friend kuharakisha vitu. It will lead you to poverty. Now, if you, if you watch TV, you would have watched uh, this show that was called The Shark Tank. Okay? I loved it because of how these guys used to analyze the entire business plan. So someone would come to these billionaires, four of them, 
and and you are coming you where una biashara una pesa but you have an idea or something that you're doing and so you'd come and begin to share what you've done the plan you have uh, what we call the business plan and sometimes i would see these business people these billionaires listen to a plan and they are like uh, that's not for me I can't invest in that because of one, two, three, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Okay? Now, to me, a local man who is not a billionaire, hallelujah. I'm looking at that plan and I'm like, oh, but there is possibility. Mm. By faith. To go by, this can work. But then these guys are not looking by faith. They are looking at reality and how it is. And they would pull out. And some people would come and they would make a, a business plan presentation and then these billionaires would be like, all right, I'm in. In fact, they would even start kicking each other out. I'm going to give you 100,000. No, I'll give you 150. No, no, instead of fighting, why can't we agree? Yeah, 50, we get in as partners. Because of how good the idea is. Now, one of the things they would look for is which plan uh, or who is uh, the presenters who has thought through their plans such that even if you poked holes on their plan they would they would tell you the contingency they have about what you have asked that is what they, they would look for god expects us to plan tell your friend the one sitting next to you look at them and tell them god expects you to plan Luke 14 28 Jesus gives a very nice analogy for which of you desiring to build what a house or a tower does not first sit down and count the cost whether he has enough to complete it before you start something make sure you know you can complete it before you buy anything make sure you actually need it and you will use it the way you have planned to use it you know if you are following this um, news come on twitter it's a very interesting place to be uh, nelson harvey uh, the former i think former president of lssk during this time here, fuel shortage, Alisema, situkuwa na options, we buy uh, bicycles. Okay? So that we are, not, we are no longer stuck uh, by fuel. So he goes and buys a bike, very nice bike, and starts riding his bike to work. Alright? Brilliant idea. And so, I sat there and I thought, by the way, I should do that too, you know. Ima after nasumbua watu. You know, shopping, And then the Holy Spirit asked me, Sasa Kama, you cannot walk to where you are saying. Because I'm okay. Yes, sir. plans. You plan to lose weight, for example, and you say, ah, I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna lose weight. But then, so you say I'm gonna get into a gym, okay? So nalipa gym. So unajichocha. Tomorrow na mkanenda gym. Then tomorrow is the day it rains. Hmm? Giving you every reason not to go to the gym. 
And then you start saying, ah, you know, I can live in Ezapita, Niende Kesho. I don't know whether you've been there, but in my younger life, I, there is a time I paid for a gym and I never stepped in it. I paid a whole month and I never stepped into that gym. So I lost money. And I realized I'm going to If I have not, you see, if I want to lose weight, I have to start with eating kidogo. That's, that's a, you see, process. Tell your friend, process. Everything needs a plan, okay? Even losing weight needs a what? A plan. You don't wake up in the morning and just go to the gym and, and do that. Because eh, so, I've made the same mistake. One day I woke up, so after, after I lost here one month, I decided, you know what? Santa Kona Lipa per session. Okay? And I thought I was very wise. So I went, paid one session. And I did everything. I wanted to lose weight in that one session. And build muscles and come out like Arnold Schwarzenegger. In, in that one session, nitoke nikiwa nikitembea hivyo watu na niogopa. So I did it. I did not leave my bed for the next four days. <laughs> My hands were aching, my legs were aching, my head was aching, everything was aching. Sani kutuwa mwana shimi, oh, what did I do? Unasikia ni kama wafunjika, ni kama ulipigwa, ulienda ukapigwa, ukapigwa na watu, na wende ulijipiga. Plan. You see, I did things without a plan. Tuka mwamoja. Nikaenda tu, eh, ni, 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 ni. What? I did not know what would happen. You have to plan. So you start by dieting, okay? You start by reducing your portions. Uh, whatever you are eating, you reduce. Then uh, you start. Now you start seeing your, a change in your body because of food. And the funny thing is, most of our weight problems is about food, what we eat, when we eat, what time we eat. So you start with that, and then unanda kutembea. Tell your friend walking. Kutembea tu. Wale watembea kibona sana. And I mean kutembea. Ten kilometers per day. Okay. Natembea tu. Now once you conquer that, you conquer the food problem, you conquer the walking problem, now you can start thinking of a bicycle, a bike, or a gym. Are we together? Because now you have proven to yourself that actually this is working. Plan. Kidogo, kidogo, pole, pole, start small. Okay? If you want your plans to work, don't start. Uh, for example, you want to save, uh, you say, uh, so maybe you mendo kaskiza someone on how to be a billionaire. Hallelujah. The richest man in Babylon. Very powerful book, by the way. You can read that book. Very nice. And then so suddenly you say, uh, I've heard people say, uh, especially once they learn a story, I could save pesa, invest in nini. And you know, the thought process in Anzaga. Say ni kapata tu 100,000 yani. 100,000. Neza save kumi. wapi. Now, the reality is, how party, you're not going to get 100K. You know very well, your friends, the circle of your friends, hakuna mtu wanaeza guzwa, hata wakiguzwa hawana uwezo. Okay? Wakukupea 100. It is true. You see, this is reality. Or 10 million, or a million, or even 10,000. And you look at your circle of friends, and you're like, oh, these guys, you're all in the same pit. Okay? Now, if you want to start saving, don't wait for you to get a lot of money to start saving. If you want to start tithing, don't wait for you to get 500,000 for you to start tithing. If you can't tithe 50 shillings, what makes you think you will tithe 500k? Seriously, ile tukusema tu kweli. 50 shillings unangangania na Mungu. Mungu amekupea 50. 
anakumwambia manzi unajua sasa Mungu hata fea imepanda unajua Kenya yetu sasa mashida imekuwa mingi Mungu hata nao litupatia huyu president sasa ona vile tunafanya so you blame God for everything because of 50 bob and all God is asking is five shillings Now what if he gave us 500,000 and now he's saying to a 50 hey mimi 50 nipatie mtu hivi nani wacha ikae wacha nipeleke children's home na hata hiyo children's home hautapeleka yote 50 tukavoje plan if you want god to bless your path you must start small develop habits Okay? If you are 50 bob and you are planning to save and give tithe, save five shillings. Toa automatic. Toa tithe five bob back in a 40. In other words, operate with uh, with 90%. If you are in debts, okay? Operate with 70% of your life. 20% goes to pay debts. Okay? If you owe people, if you owe people, come up with a plan, sit with them. You see, many times when we owe people money, many of us run and hide. These people call us at Rudishi, tunanyamaza. Uh, a case a good story, a case study ni Tala. You know, kumuka Tala loan. You know Tala? So Tala loan walikuwa wanapeana to loans tuzuri 4000, 5000, kanaweza kakusukuma, but they also expect you to pay. So watu walikopa Kenyans tulikopa tukakopa and then unatupa sim card unanunua ingine. Kwani watadu? Unakopa na hiyo unatupa. Tukapo moja. Now Tala is calling. Oh eh. so people are in debt. Today so when they created Fuliza they knew the Kenyan habit. So they decided because our we can't trust them to pay today code ni kata direct. That's how Fuliza came to be. Ukitumua pesa inakatwa immediately. So muulizani maswali na na safari ah tuulizani maswali eh eh atukupigia tio no 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 tushachukua yetu okay oh sijui makesi sijui tulikupigia tulikusaidia eh tu ukiingia hivi tunakata ukishalawa kidogo tunaongeza ka interest so unaanza kuona eh hapa so plan to pay debts sit with these creditors sit with them Don't run away from them. Meet them. Face them. Sit with them. Waambie yeye kusema ukweli sina hiyo pesa mnaitisha sasa hii. But we can work on a payment plan. Now, let me say this. It's easier to come to church and I pray for you that your debts are cancelled. True or false? See, it makes you feel nice. Your debts are cancelled in the name of Jesus. Your debts are cancelled in the Yes! Yes! And then unaenda nyumbani and the first person to knock on your door the following day eh, later den unashindwa kwa ile maombia jana ikuwak it is because hata mwenye anakuitisha anaendaka kanisa anao anaomba na pastor wali mwambia your debt shall be paid haya <laughs> <laughs> And yet anyone who owes you they shall pay. They shall have no rest in the name of Jesus. Sasa nani anasemekana atapata rest? Wewe. Yeye ambao uko kanisa yao. Wewe ndio ambao ukaambiwa your debts are cancelled. Those who owe, those you owe, you shall find favor with them and they shall cancel it. So nani anaombewa atia nini favor ni you? Do you think God is a confused God? 
That he would be in that church and not, he would answer that prayer and not this, or answer this and not that. No. If you owe people, pay them. <laughs> Come up with a payment plan. Sit with them. Tell them, I can give you a hundred bob every day for 17 years. You see, this is the other thing about tribunals, tribunals, what you pay what you have until then you find Sit with them. Tell them, I will pay you. This is how much I'm able to pay you. Now, when you look at your finances, you're able to take out maybe 10% or 20% that goes into pay, repayment of debts. Tell your friend, plan. By the time God is saying, your debts are cancelled, or by the time these people come and say, oh, you've cancelled your debts, you had already shown commitment to pay. Okay? That is more blessed. Because we'll be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I had already shown commitment to pay this. A plan gives you direction. I'm almost done. A plan gives you direction in life. Okay? It shows you where to go. It shows you the path you follow. It gives you direction. If you come to me and you ask me, oh, I, I want to start a business, uh, give me some money, I would ask you, what's your plan? What's a business plan? It doesn't matter how small uh, the business is or how big, but I want to know what is your plan. The problem is, you give someone money to start a business, they, instead of starting a business, they go on a cooler uh, smokies. On a cooler smokies, I don't know what they put in that mayai, but very, very powerful. So, on a cooler, on a maliza, and then two weeks later, on a kupigia simu. It's a serious problem. I don't know, but we have met people in this life. And so I'm like, okay, why, why didn't you plan? Why didn't you execute it? What, is, uh, what, what stopped you from doing these things? Say, say, smoking me panda. Is it 35 shillings? 35 or 40 bob. You know. One smoking. So for you to eat and be satisfied with a smoky, it's a serious investment. Would they invest seriously? Yet single people and bachelors wanna kula nini? Smokies. Those people have money. Plan. A plan gives you the plan for meals. You know, you have these little things, meal plan. Kama kwa nyumba, mnakula nini every day. Very easy to things, okay? If you can't plan, if you can't plan with what you have. There's a friend of mine, he's a pastor, went to Zambia <laughs> and to plant a church. Brilliant guy, amazing guy. He was a single man, went to Zambia. He was full of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Full of fire. You know some of these things we try to do and we are full of fire. There is a way, I don't know if Mungu ama ni shetani akona njia kutuliza mtu, kutuliza tu, kuonesha, mm-mm, relax. So the guy gets there and he doesn't have money, okay? The people who are to, uh, to support him are no longer supporting him. He didn't raise enough funds here. So by the time I end, I have enough support. Jama alikula mbosho. 
for three months. Miezi tatu. Nakula tumbosho. Every day, breakfast, lunch, supper. Have you ever been in a position in your life where you fasted because you didn't have something to eat? Unaona sasa instead of nikayapa na njaa, wacha niite nini? Fasting. So the guy, the guy went on a fast. He was eating one meal a day. Getheri, nini? Mbosho peke yake. Beans. And those beans were donated to him by someone in Zambia who was a farmer. So kamletea, because he alikuwa pastor, this guy kamletea guniambili za beans. Pap! Wewe kila utafanya na hizo guniambili nishauria? Would you say the Lord has not provided? He has provided. Okay. <laughs> and mwingine, uh, he went to, I can't remember the country. But they didn't have anything. Him, his wife, and his kids, two kids. Mission, Amanda is a missionary to another country. To do the same work, start a church, start a ministry. And then there's no food, there's no money. And then a farmer brings this family a lorry full of carrots. Carrots. Zimeja. Muna kunywa carrot juice. Muna tengeneza carrot pie. Muna fanya everything carrot. Muna kula carrot. Six months. Carrots. So they became creative with the carrots. Okay, so when he shares a story, I'm <laughs> Hey. Now, you can find yourself in such circumstances such that you're not able to plan for a meal. Okay, to plan, to create a meal plan. But, whatever you have, plan. Kama Monday ni ugali, ugali. Tuesday this, okay? One of the things you'll begin to realize is that it will have, the plan, meal plan, will have a direct impact on your budget. It will save you a lot of wastage. Are we together? Planning what to eat, when to eat, will save you a lot of money. But kama eni loa kwa mka subui, eh leo nasikia ni kule nini? Nasikia ni kule smoky tano. Atu, sikule smoky pizza. Let's eat pizza, you know. So you go buy pizza, eat. Ata ijasibisha. You see, kama mimi as a man, pizza, it's a waste of my money. And all the men say they men. Let me finish with this. A plan keeps you focused. Okay? It keeps you focused. It helps you to manage resources. When you have a plan, you're able to manage resources. And these are the things that God, I think the last time I was here, I talked about why uh, uh, God takes from those who don't have and gives to those who have, right? And this is what I was talking about, the management of resources. You need to have a plan. A plan helps you to fulfill your vision, a plan reveals yourself to you. When you have a plan and you set a plan and then you are unable to fulfill it, you are revealing yourself to you, your shortcomings. Okay? And a plan is the key that unlocks your future. Okay? Plan like God. Everyone say plan like God. See the end from the beginning. Proverbs 16 verse 3 says, Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit everything you do to Jesus, to God, and your plans will be established. Amen? 
All right. So I'm done here. I pray maybe the next time we come, we'll talk on how do I now write this plan. What are the things that you need to have in your plan? But basically, generally, plan. From Genesis to Revelation, God plans. From the day you are born to the day you die, God has planned. Therefore, plan to. Amen? Amen. And the, the book is here. So if you want more, uh, talk to me. And you will read the book. Let me pray for you. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you this day and we thank you for the wonderful times that you've given us. We pray the Lord, even as we have plans, we will plan them according to your purpose. And Lord, that every work we have, we submit it to you so that our plans can be established. Help us, Lord, to understand the power of planning. Help us to understand it the way the terrorists understand it, or the way you, Jesus, understood it, or the way Paul understood it. Help us to understand it through the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may begin to put things in place and put plans in place. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray and I believe. Amen. The Lord bless you and the Lord be with you. Amen.